0: Hi guys, welcome back to the head to toe podcast. It's Jisoo. On today's solo episode, I'm super excited to share the five easy tips on how to eat a more whole food plant-based diet that is bulletproof and 100% guaranteed. One of the most powerful steps you can take to improving your health, boost your energy levels and prevent chronic diseases is to move to a plant-based diet before we get started, I want to define what is a whole food plant-based diet because a lot of people kind of think, what the heck is that? What does that even mean? So if we break it down, the whole food part is natural foods that are not heavily processed. So they are whole, unrefined, and minimally refined ingredients. So think of a banana, an apple, kale, celery, cucumber, rice, quinoa, things that are not you know, heavily processed like chips or sodas or um, other packaged products. So the plant-based part is foods that come from plants that are free of meat, milk, egg, or honey. Now there is a big difference between a whole food plant-based diet and a vegan diet. So vegan diets include more like processed imitation, meats and cheeses, Um, refined sugars and all the things. It's basically just not eating meat and dairy products, but a whole food plant based diet, it favors more closely to nature foods like whole grains. And also it's more flexible. So foods like dairy, eggs, meat, and seafood are more of a complement to the meal, not the main focus. So even though I mostly eat plants, I still eat a small amount of eggs and seafood occasionally when I'm at a friend's place or I'm out and about and I can't really control what's in my food. And so being a whole food plant-based diet is making your food choices predominantly plant-based, but it's also not having this really tight, rigid, strict mindset that you can never, ever, ever not eat meat and cheese. So my first tip on eating a more whole food, plant-based diet that is sustainable and will be long-term is reminding yourself and reminding you that this is not a new diet, this is not a new trend, this is not a temporary fad or another phase in your life. This is a lifestyle. Why do you want to eat this way? Why do you want to change your behaviors? And I can give you three big reasons why I decided to kind of change the way I'm eating and really adopt this way of life. The first thing is to prioritize my health. According to the World Health Organization, they categorize processed meats, which are salami, bacon, sausages, and hot dogs, as a type 3 carcinogen. That means eating processed meats, salami, bacon, sausages, and hot dogs are known to cause cancer by research. And actually, all red meats are group 2A carcinogens. So red meats include pork, beef, or lamb. And that means there is a high correlation that they cause cancer. So going off of that, there are large studies in England and Germany that found that vegetarians were 40% less likely to develop cancer than meat eaters. And eating processed meats can actually increase your risk of colon or rectum cancer by 18%. And eating just one serving of red meat a day is an 18% higher risk of breast cancer. And that is something I don't think a lot of people know about is how detrimental red meat and processed meats are actually affecting our body. And that's not well known. And it's because the meat and dairy industry, they want your money and they don't want this information to be known. So then I used to think, okay, that's fine. I understand. I won't eat red meat. I won't eat processed meat, but I'll still dabble in some white meat, right? Like chicken or turkey. That's healthier, right? But people don't realize that chicken is often heavily contaminated with drug-resistant antibiotics, and they're often fed arsenic to make them grow faster. White meat is just as harmful to cholesterol levels as red meat. And actually, the longest living people on this earth that live in these blue zones, for example, in Sardinia, Italy, in Okinawa, Japan, in Costa Rica, They eat a 95% plant-based whole food diet with a minimal amount of meat, and they use meat as just a little sprinkle on top, like a little jazz or a little flavor. It's not the core basis of their meals. Before I continue, I do not want to demonize foods and make you afraid of eating certain things. I want this conversation and I want this episode to be a source of knowledge and information and a way to empower you because... I wish someone had told me this. And when I learned about this a year ago, I was shocked and I was frustrated and I was almost angry that no one had told me. And as a pre-med student, as a pre-health student, as someone who wants to be a doctor, the fact that this wasn't taught in classes and the fact that this wasn't known to me blew my mind. And so I'm not trying to guilt trip anyone or cause any fear. I truly just want to empower you and give you the information that I personally wish that I had known earlier. The second part as to why I eat this way is environmental. Did you know that animal agriculture requires 55% of the water used in the U.S.? 55%. And according to the USDA, 41% of the land in america is used for animal agriculture or animal farming while only four percent is used for plant farming for human consumption and animal agriculture is responsible for 91 percent of the destruction in the amazon rainforest and eating one fewer pounds of beef saves as much water as not showering for six months insane right so this is not only affecting our health But it's also affecting the health of our environment. My health has a direct correlation to my community, to my world, and to my future. And to ignore the reality of the environmental impact that eating meat has is basically turning a blind eye from the problems that we are facing. And as you all know, climate change is absolutely real. And there are things that we can do every single day that is so simple, like eating one pound fewer beef saves as much water as not showering for six months. And the last part of, you know, the first part of why, like what is your reason? For me, a lot of it has to do with ethics as well. 80% of all antibiotics used in the U.S. go to non-organic farm animals to speed up their growth and counteract stressful housing situations that basically debilitate animals' immune systems. There's also painkillers and other banned antibiotics that are used on these animals to literally prevent this spreading of disease from all the unhygienic, crowded factory farms. Chickens, turkeys, and ducks raised in these farms have their beaks cut off to prevent them from being so stressed and eating each other alive. And even calves are dehorned, tagged, branded, and pumped with growth steroids and built up to bring more money per pound it is all about the money and once the cows are butchered clean and injected with chemical solutions to enhance their flavor and tenderize their flesh they will never walk on grass there is literally nothing that makes their life worth living i might think okay well i won't support the meat industry but i still love my cheese i still love my yogurts and i was the exact same way until i found out that cows, pigs, sheep, and turkeys are artificially inseminated to become pregnant. They literally collect semen from the males and insert them into the females by hand. This is forced reproduction. So just the amount of inhumanity that goes on in these factory farms is insane and absurd. And if we knew what went on in these slaughterhouses, I don't think we would take any of our baby cousins' any little children or even ourselves to these slaughterhouses because if we were forced to recognize what happened in these farms, inside of these cages, inside of the four closed-in corners of what really happened, we would not be able to look at our chicken, at our piece of meat the same way. Like, I'm not trying to be this animal activist and animal lover and you don't need to be an animal lover. But like I mentioned before, our health is not isolated and the health of our individual selves is so closely tied to our families, our communities, our countries, and our world. Every single day has a profound impact on our environment. For me, I'm not going to contribute to that cycle of abuse and torture and neglect. And just because we ignore the truth doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Second tip I have for eating a more whole food plant-based diet is actually diving into why good habits fail even with consistency, willpower, and motivation. So do you know the number one reason why good habits fail? Take a five-second pause and answer this question. Why do you think good habits fail? The number one reason. Okay, now that you thought about it, I'm going to tell you the answer. And it's because good habits that fail are not enjoyable. A lot of times we have this misconception that good habits fail because we don't have enough willpower, we don't have enough motivation, you know, we just need to stick to it for a long period of time and over time and consistency and practice, it'll be stuck in place. But why do so many of our good habits fail? It's because we don't make them enjoyable, And the reason I'm able to eat the way I do is because I truly get so excited and giddy about the food that I'm making and I feel so fulfilled and happy and content knowing that the food that I'm eating is not only nourishing my body, also helping the environment, helping the world. If you try to eat more whole food, plant-based meals and find it enjoyable, it will be so much easier to change and make it a permanent habit. So something I always ask myself is, can I cook this way? Can I eat this way? Can I live this way for the next 60 years of my life? Are my expectations sustainable and realistic enough so that this lifestyle change will be enjoyable till the day I die? So if you find yourself literally munching on bland broccoli and salad that has no dressing and you're literally just munching on pieces of lettuce that is not going to be enjoyable and you're definitely going to quit. Do not do that to yourself. This is not something that you should do out of obligation and dread, but see it as a sense of empowerment and have it be an adventure and say, I'm so excited to try all of these foods, try all of these ingredients. I'm so grateful that I'm in this place to have this knowledge, to even have the choice to eat healthier. So many people are not fortunate enough to have the access and the resources to live a healthier life. You may, I don't know if you do, but I personally have the privilege of having the choice of making healthier habits and healthier decisions. That is such a blessing. And to know that this is such a fun way of living will definitely allow you to have consistency. And it's not about willpower. It's not about motivation, but it's about making it fun. Can you make your plate more vibrant and colorful? Can you do it with your friends? Maybe you can eat foods that you've always loved and make it healthier. Maybe find out recipes, follow people on Instagram, literally just get excited. The third easy tip I have for you of eating more whole food plant-based diet is having a progress over a perfection mindset. So now that you've established your why and you want to make it more enjoyable and fun, start with one piece of vegetable. I do not want you to do a 180 and change your entire life and throw out everything in your kitchen. I literally want you to eat one vegetable this week. That could mean one carrot, one broccoli, one banana, one piece of lettuce, one kale, and do this every single day for one week. And then, When your mind and body has enough time to adjust, it will be so much easier for you to learn to enjoy your new habits instead of forcing yourself to do something you don't enjoy. Because when you are able to accomplish one small task, give yourself a pat on the back and that encouragement will really motivate you to do more. And when you allow yourself to succeed instead of setting yourself up for failure, that is when your entire life is able to change. And I want to give an example. My journey did not go overnight in this complete 180 and I started eating a whole food plant-based diet like that. It actually started in middle school and I became vegetarian because I saw, you know, one of those documentaries that came out back then and it was about the animal abuse and what happens in these factory farms and I was so disgusted and I decided to stop eating meat. Well, a lot of people back then when we were in middle school, maybe that was in like in the 2010s, you know. People didn't really have a great mindset and outlook on vegetarians and vegans. And so even my family, I met a lot of resistance with it and I eventually kind of kind of convinced myself and ignored the reality and went back to eating meat and then I slowly started to cut out dairy in high school and college because I noticed I would break out every time I do I would eat cheese and dairy and in the beginning I thought I could never give up cheese I was a cream cheese fanatic I would spread cream cheese on everything like cream cheese on bread cream cheese on bagel could just eat cream cheese straight up I was so addicted to cheese and I thought I could never give it up But guess what? I just stuck it out. I just did it one thing at a time and I was able to slowly get myself off of dairy in high school and college and I honestly don't even crave cheese anymore and guess what? There's so many cool alternatives that I still eat cream cheese that is vegan and it's delicious and it satisfies all of my cravings. And it wasn't until last year when I started taking an integrative medicine class in Um, at USC and I started listening to podcasts and reading books and becoming more educated on what really is in our meat and dairy industry and the profound impact it has on our health and also learning that the people who live the longest on this earth eat a 95% plant-based diet, that blew my mind and that was when things really started to shift because I had always still eaten meat and I thought it was fine and I thought it was healthy. I would eat chicken and think that was a healthier option because I needed my protein. And it was because I was truly uh, uneducated about health and wellness and because of all the propaganda and all the ads and advertising in our meat-obsessed American culture. And so that would be my biggest advice is do not have a perfection mindset. I want you to write down that one vegetable that you are going to eat or that one source of meat that you want to replace. What is that one tiny thing? And stick to the meals you love, but just make them healthy. Like for me, desserts are my biggest weakness. And so instead of maybe having that ice cream that is like a Ben and Jerry's or something, which is totally fine on occasion, but if you want to eat more predominantly whole food plant-based diet... Um, that's the whole main message. I don't want to be making all these disclaimers because I think you guys get the point. can make so many healthy ice cream alternatives. I make my ice cream out of frozen banana and I add like cacao powder and different like ingredients and like peanut butter and I make it all creamy and delicious and you put it in like a blender and a smoothie and you make this thick ice cream texture and it's so delicious and it's literally made from frozen bananas, peanut butter, and cacao powder. Another example could be pasta. I love pasta, but now I'll buy lentil pasta that has a bunch of protein in it and it's made of lentils, which is a type of like bean. And on top of that, I'll add, you know, maybe unsweetened tomato sauce and I'll add some spinach and mushrooms and saute some onions and garlic and make a whole delicious meal out of it. So stick to the meals that you love, but just make healthier versions of them. And realize that this lifestyle is so flexible it isn't meant to be strict or rigid and although you should eat mostly plants this doesn't mean that animal products are completely off limits and to give yourself grace that when you are eating these things to make them a side to make them almost a rare occasion and make them a treat the fourth easy tip is to stick to the basics and keep it simple So I want to talk about how to create a balanced meal. And I think this is where people kind of struggle. They always ask me, okay, Jisoo, I get it. I want to eat more vegetables and fruits, but I don't know how to make a meal. I don't know how to cook. And my advice is categorize your plate as a carb, a fat, and a protein. A carb can be brown rice, whole wheat or lentil pasta, sweet potatoes, quinoa, oats, anything of that sort. Something that is unrefined and more towards the natural side of foods. And in terms of fats, I lean towards avocados, seeds, nuts, and nut butters. And for protein, I love getting my protein from tofu, beans, edamame, lentils, hemp seeds, green peas. Those are the things that you kind of want to stick to. So a carb, a fat, and a protein. And once you have a balanced meal of a carb, fat, and a protein, so let's say for carbs you have brown rice, for fat you have some avocado, and then for protein you have some tofu, then that's when you can have fun and flavor your food with spices, sauces, and different toppings. My favorite sauces are soy sauce, paprika, garlic, turmeric, black pepper, nutritional, le- nutritional yeast, lemon juice. Honestly, if you just saute onions and garlic, salt and pepper, and add that to any dish, it will be amazing and you will love it. So, I just add so much flavor. Let's say for brown rice, you mix some onions and sauteed garlics with brown rice over the stove with a little bit of olive oil. Delicious. Add a side of a sliced avocado and then make your tofu and cook it up with some veggies you know bell peppers kale spinach saute that with some soy sauce and a little bit of honey and salt and pepper so good for me i love making huge batches of soups stir fries salads and stews and i have them in my refrigerator so that on those days where i'm feeling really lazy or i have to meal prep or i'm going to work and i don't feel like spending hours in the kitchen. I want you to spend less than 30 minutes in your kitchen. So for example, for breakfast, you can make overnight oats and just soak your oats in almond milk and top them with berries, with peanut butter. You could also make a smoothie. You can make your own granola bars. You can snack on carrots and hummus. And then for lunch, you can make a veggie stir fry with tofu and have a side of rice or sweet potatoes or quinoa. And then for dinner, I love making spring rolls. You can make it like a little party with your friends or with your family. I love making curries with a bunch of coconut milk, tofu, and then putting a bunch of vegetables like spinach, bell pepper, broccoli, um, red cabbage. And I also love eating like veggie tacos or making like a vegetable soup or even a bean soup. That would be delicious too. So make it super easy for yourself and just stick to the basics. Stick to an easy carb you love, a fat that is good for you, and a protein of your choice. And then just top it with any flavors, any condiments, any sauces. Like sauces are the secret to eating healthy. What else do I like to do? Oh, I love making these granola bars out of dates. So what you do is you microwave some dates for like five seconds to soften them. And then you mash like five dates with some ground up oats, and then I add some peanut butter, some chia seeds, some sunflower seeds, um, some cinnamon, and then I roll them up, up into kind of these like protein balls and I have them as a snack. And they're so good at curbing my sweet tooth. And so finding really awesome ways to have snacks or have those cravings, but just make it more whole food plant-based. And there are so many cool options. If you literally type in your favorite snack and then look up like healthier alternatives or like more whole food plant-based alternatives, I guarantee you will definitely find an option. So now that we're moving on to the fifth tip, I want to talk all about grocery shopping. So my first tip is to have a plan. Have a game plan. Look up a couple recipes online that you love and create a list of all the ingredients that you need for the week. Do this on a Sunday. Do this when you're resting and go into the grocery store literally on a mission. And obviously now that eating this way is super easy and it comes second nature to me, I could spend hours in Whole Foods and is a form of therapy and I love it so much, but for people who are just getting started, do not get sidetracked. Have a really clear vision as to why you're going to the grocery store, what you want to get out of it, and recognize that this is something that takes practice and you will get used to over time and eventually find enjoyable and have fun with Back to the first point is having fun with it, going to the grocery store and literally getting excited about buying these foods and buying these fresh ingredients and being able to make it at home. Part of this is also making sure you eat a good, satisfying, delicious meal before you go to the grocery store. This may sound silly, but there have been so many times that I've impulsively bought things because I was hangry or I was just thinking about something and I couldn't get my mind off of it. Trust me, you will be more level headed, more calm, and more able to make conscious, smart decisions in the grocery store and not really be alerted by things you may not really need in your life or it may not really be life giving because you're super hangry at the moment. Okay. So now that you are in the grocery store and you have your game plan, the first thing is to shop on the perimeter of the stores because usually the processed foods and the things that you really kind of want to avoid is in the middle. And a lot of the fresh ingredients, the fresh produce, is on the outside and the perimeter of the stores. If you don't have a list, just walk the edge of the grocery store aisles and you will probably be safe. You know, you're going to go through the fresh produce, the fresh ingredients, you're going to go through, like, the milk section and everything, and then if you need to, like, go in and get some oats, go and get some pasta, and your nut butters, and what else? But really focus on just shopping on the edge of the perimeter. A common misconception is that eating this way is so expensive and there's no way I could afford this. But actually, my family has saved so much money and it's not only the most healthiest way to live but also the most affordable because you can buy in bulk. You can buy oats and rice and sweet potatoes and greens and beans and tofu for very reasonable prices. It's only things like meats and seafood and all of these other dairy products like cheeses that really add up and rack up the bill but if you stick to the basics if you stick to simple carbs like rice oats quinoa grains you stick to tofu beans lentils frozen green peas and you stick to fresh organic fruits and vegetables that are seasonal and on sale you would be surprised by how much money you actually save and how you can avoid like saving your money by not indulging in that super crazy like super green powder because you can get those nutrients and that delicious food from an actual apple or an actual piece of kale so my sixth and final tip is surrounding yourself with positive encouraging and uplifting people who have the same mindset and same goal as you Follow people who keep you motivated when you forget, when you have excuses, when you don't know why you're doing what you're doing. Follow people that can really encourage and guide you. You have to surround yourself with people who are living examples because so much of of our mainstream media is saturated and we're bombarded by lies by the meat and dairy industry about how we need meat and how we need dairy to survive. And we have to remind ourselves of the truth constantly because the lies are normal. This is the norm. Eating meat is unfortunately the norm. Personally reminding myself constantly every day, why am I eating this way? Oh my gosh, it's for the environment. It's for the animal. It's for my health. It's for my long-term future. It's to have a more compassionate and kind world. It's to really nourish my bodies with foods that I know will allow me to live till 100 and avoid all these chronic diseases. And at the same time, to not be ashamed of the way you eat. Some people in your life, they will make fun of you if you start to change, but it's either because they're ignorant, they're not educated, they're jealous, they're just judgmental, or honestly, they just have problems on their own and they're putting it on you. Because I was once judgmental, I was once that person who kind of looked at people who ate a certain way and thought, like, what are they doing? But guess what? There is nothing wrong with you for taking ownership of your own health. I applaud you for doing that. I am so proud of you. There have been times where people have told me like, don't you feel like you're missing out on certain foods? No, because I don't want to be missing out on the extended six to eight years of my life that I could have. And I can tell you that you will be pitying them in 30 years when you are strong, you are vibrant and you are healthy at 60 and their health is getting progressively worse because they didn't take care of it now. So instead of making fun of you, they might be praising you in 30 years. So whenever you feel insecure or ashamed or embarrassed by eating a healthy, vibrant food and living a healthy lifestyle and working out and taking care of your body and really preventing yourself from having these chronic diseases, for anyone who is judging you or making fun of you, they will not be laughing at you when you are 60 and you are running a marathon and you are healthy and vibrant and you are mentally, physically, emotionally stable and you are becoming the best versions of you. And also, do not be afraid to share these recipes and foods and new things that you are trying out. You would be surprised by how open-minded, receptive, and curious people are. And oftentimes, I thought people were judging me when they really weren't. Like, it was truly all in my head, and I'm starting to recognize that people are more curious than you think they are. A great example is my mom and my brother. That my mom does not eat meat anymore. Like, she does not eat meat at all, and I never thought she would do that. And she was literally the person in middle school when I decided to become vegetarian that told me every single day that I had to eat meat to survive and to recognize that people have this beautiful ability to change change their minds change their lives and if you are able to kindly explain why you eat a certain way if you are able to educate them if you are able to encourage them and empower them you would be surprised by the most resistant reluctant people in the world because we have been advertised and almost brainwashed to believe a certain way every single day you can make a difference by taking these six tips you know what i'm saying the first thing is asking yourself why, having that reason. Is it for your health? Is it for environmental? Is it for ethics? Is it because you just want to feel amazing and more vibrant and alive? Number two, do you have ways to make this fun? Can you do this for the next 60 years of your life and laugh and have a great time at it? And the third thing is, do you have a progress mindset? Do you have grace for yourself? Are you able to recognize that this may be a 10-year journey and it just takes baby steps to getting to where you want? Sticking to the basics, number four, keeping it simple and easy. Number five, having a plan when you grocery shop and going on the aisles. And number six, surrounding yourself with incredible people who encourage you, who motivate you, who keep you accountable. And I will link all of the YouTubers that have genuinely inspired me, all of the books that I read, and the podcasts that I listen to. I listen to podcasts every single day. I read books. I watch YouTubers because I need to be reminded about what matters, and I want to be inspired by these people and recognize that this is what truly matters in my life. Well, every single day, A person who eats a more plant-based lifestyle can save a thousand gallons of water, 45 pounds of grain, 30 square feet of forested land, and one animal life every single day that you make a decision to eat less meat and dairy. And with a predominantly whole food plant-based diet, you can increase your life expectancy up to nine years. You are changing your life and the world through your food choices and that is such an empowering thing. So any limiting thought you have that these tiny choices don't have an impact, that is a complete lie. And I love this quote by Earthling Ed that he said. He is this vegan advocate and activist, and he said, every mass movement in history was made up of individuals. So if you're ever feeling stuck or need help? Feel free to text me if you have my number, or connect with me on Instagram. Follow me at Health with Jisoo. Leave a comment, shoot me a DM. I love sharing recipes, workouts, encouragements, and other health and wellness tips on my account, and also sharing other YouTubers and podcast people and other influencers that I really look up to. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe take two seconds to leave a review and share this episode with your friends or family or anyone you think would really resonate with this message. Hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll catch you next time.